Not final format. Uh, our typical Fridays um, to this point in spring have been scrimmage format with about the same number of plays we played a year ago after a 10-minute warm-up. Um, so if I was defaulting today, which I'm not declaring today, it would be something like that. Uh, so we will play football. Uh, it will be offense-defense rather than dividing the team into two sides, um, but still keeping score and very competitive. That's what we have been doing on Friday nights to simulate the three games we'll play this Friday night or on Friday nights this season. So, again, I'm not declaring, but that's what we have done, so it might look like that. You've made it clear in the past that you'd like to get to that point where you have a, a real spring game atmosphere. Why is that? Is it a reward? What's, what's the point, I guess? You know, I think it's just one more chance to compete um, in a, a setting where score is kept and and everyone has a role and gets to play within the context of contributing to a side of the ball, meaning a team, rather than just offense, defense. So I like the unity it does when you can put two full teams out there. We still have a number of players, uh, up to 14, still out from our bowl game. And that's part of uh, postseason play, part of building a program. Uh, if that was not the case, if they were healthy, then this year would have been probably the year we can do it. It'll still be a great day. It'll still be very competitive with outcomes that matter. Uh, but eventually, I would like to get to that. Billy Kemp's on crutches. What, what did he do and what's the Billy Kemp uh, got hurt um, last Monday or Wednesday. Um, so uh, he will be back in four weeks. So not significant enough for concern, but significant enough to keep him out. Guys, Charles Snowden not out there today. I heard there might be some you know, illnesses running through the team. Is that related to that? or? Uh, Charles Snowden um, had a minor concussion last week. I uh, hadn't passed protocol yet. We expect him back by Wednesday of this week. Has it been a productive spring without the uh, the 14 guys that are kind of limited or not here? Oh yeah, it's it's been very productive. In fact, uh, I feel better and better about our team uh, every practice because of increased depth. And so there are six to seven players emerging that wouldn't have had that chance without um, some players being hurt, which just made us deeper. And when you play in the ACC and you compete for the Coastal and you do it late in the season, you need numbers. And so there's actually been a hidden benefit from from that. Who are some of those guys, the six and seven, that are having this chance? Yeah, so there's um, offensive line-wise, uh, there are f up to four offensive linemen that either aren't here or aren't contributing yet. And so, man, that's been probably the biggest and most noticeable group when you consider Tyler Fannin at center uh, battling with Vic um, at center. Um, and you'll end up learning to pronounce his last name as you go. And then Derek Devine at offensive tackle, that's been helpful. We've been able to work Ryan Nelson at guard. Ryan Soboto's got a ton of work. So the offensive line is probably the group that's benefited most. Um, and then Noah Taylor is emerging on the defensive side, really doing a nice job there. And then uh, Sean Smith at corner um, is emerging, as well as Devontae Cross. So um, if I were saying the immediate emergers and who I can just mention has probably, have probably benefited the most this spring, it'd be those guys. When you think about Alameda's production, how do you go about replacing those numbers, and yards, catches, et cetera? Yeah, if, when you don't have a player like Alameda, which we don't have, and Joe Reed is the closest and he's been out all spring, then it just simply goes to schematic design innovation to distribute those touches among multiple people. 
Um, there's a great chance there'll be additional receivers added to our roster through grad transfers. Um, that will uh, most likely be announced here within the next week or two. And so uh, I'll feel very good about where our receiver core will be after those announcements in addition to what I've seen this spring. Uh, Hasis and Terrell Jana uh, really, have really done a nice job all spring. And so uh, those two have helped their stock this year. Seems that Cowley's uh, getting the ball a lot. Tanner's done a really nice job. One of the holes we had to fill um, significantly was Evan Butts, and Tanner uh, is someone that uh, maybe is just um, someone I always count on, so I didn't mention him, but he's really done a nice job to where uh, Tanner becomes the next Evan Butts uh, with just a little bit more range and a little more height, um, and so I've really been encouraged from the tight end play. We moved Grant Mish there as well and really like what he's done, so our tight end position already has more depth than Christian Baumgartner back. All of a sudden, there's three tight ends that are doing a pretty nice job. Hasis was talking about being a leader, growing in, the, just you know, given his history, how interesting is it to see him kind of being one of those guys now? Hasis has always had leadership potential and charisma and a dynamic personality. It's just what direction he was leading in. Um, there's plenty of people that follow him, but that comes with maturity, right? And so he is maturing and he is becoming more consistent, and he wants to. So he understands his natural um, kind of gift and talent in that regard. The application is what we're working on right now. The fact that you guys will have fans in the seats on Saturday, uh, is that more reward or is it nice to simulate for the guys just to give you a little bit of a different feel? I, th I think it's more of the first, more of a reward because family members will be there. They get to see their, their, their boys play and and it's our stadium. Our, we love being in there and that's what really has become clear over the three years is our guys really like to be at Scott Stadium. Now they get to share it with fans and friends and family members. Yeah, that's, that's even uh, better. How are you looking at the punting spot and where you are? Nash Griffin is currently our punter. Um, he's he's done a nice job. There is still some inconsistency, more than we've had uh, maybe the last couple of years on terms of a daily basis, but he's certainly capable. And so uh, I'm not losing sleep over it, but I'm not yet comfortable with um, our consistency. Have you fielded many calls on, on Tim Harris as we go into the NFL? Yes, draft? I have. Um, the last six weeks of Tim Harris's season, was uh, very helpful to him, who he became, how he tackled, how durable, how tough, and then his uh, pro day after that. Um, he's probably benefited from that time. Besides Juan Thornhill and, and his testing, Tim Harris has probably benefited uh, second most. What type of a pro do you think Juan Thornhill will make in the NFL? He'll make um, a great pro because he's so versatile. He can cover, he can tackle, he's great on special teams, he's tough, he's smart, he's productive, he's a good athlete. Whoever takes him will be lucky. Kurt Garner's enthusiasm out here. What does that add to your staff? Yeah, enthusiasm. <laughs> so um, as I'm getting older, uh, Robert and I is getting older, um, there's just more gray hair showing. And I love, love, love developing young coaches. My whole staff, almost all, were graduate assistants for me or played for me. So between Jackson Mateo and Kurt Garner and CJ Stocker and Drew Meyer, right? I won't hire a graduate assistant unless I see them becoming a full-time coach for me at some point. And he has that skill set that's just fun to be around. Coach Atawaya and he could be best friends. They, uh, there's all kinds of energy and enthusiasm. It's just fun to be around, and it brings a smile when it's a competitive game and it's a lot of work, but for someone to have that energy helps. Coach, uh, Noah Taylor, Elliot Brown, Matt Gam, what do those guys need to do to kind of prepare themselves to step into that role for Chris Peace? Yeah, um, time. Chris Peace had uh, an entire career here of just as hard as he could go every day and they haven't had as much time but they have a similar mindset so they just need time and the clock is ticking we've made that apparent to them and they've they've uh they've grasped that idea and they know uh 
Pieces Legacy is how I want our guys to play there, and they want to as well. So they just need more practice. And you mentioned Taylor. What have you seen out of him so far? Man, he's dynamic. So he he skipped in our in our off season program. Um, he, when he tested, he actually jumped an entire level, um, which no one has done in the three years here. Normally, there's a progressional testing from this level to that level to this level. He actually tested so well, it, it moved him past an entire color group, which. That's uh, it's pretty amazing. He came back from the bowl game after Christmas um, and after the new year of running hills with his um, former high school coach, and he was the best conditioned player coming back um, from our bowl practice, and no one has caught him um, since then. He basically skipped a grade? He skipped a grade, yeah. He's moved up. Did you say multiple grad transfers, do you think it was? Could be. Keeping us in suspense. Yeah, I mean, can't share everything. And I can't announce it yet, but could be multiple. All right, thanks. Thank you.